Welcome to Talking Mopars episode 99. This is another replay of a Facebook live stream that I did with some friends on Friday night. Great time as usual. Johnny Mopar showed up, our buddy Irvin and Ian, a new face to the show, showed up, and it was a great time as usual. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars Live. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. What's up, everybody? It is Friday night, 1030, and we are doing a live right now, and I have Johnny Mopar in the building. But before I bring him on, I got to say a couple things here. Actually, let's bring him on. Johnny, get ready, buddy. There he is. What's going on, Chris? What's up, brother? Not much, man. So before we get started with this live, you okay. just live yourself. I did. Now tell us about that because I didn't realize you were going live. Had I known that, I would have uh, wrapped up what I was doing a little sooner. <laughs> what happened? I didn't know I was going live either. I was <laughs> I've been thinking about doing it for a while. It's like in the back of my head. And then, I, you know, it's it's not what I prefer, I guess. I mean, I would, <laughs> I would much I, – I have some ideas that I'd like to do um, where – like, like interviewing people are just like two people talking. Yeah, sure. actu actually, uh, when I get there, when I decide to do it, I'd actually like you to be my first guest, if that's possible. Hey, I would you love know. that. Yeah, I would be honored. Be great. Well, I think it'd be appropriate, too, because it's like, dude, I mean, you, you've kind of opened a world to me that, you know, I never really would have stepped through had had it not been for you and talking Mopars, you know. So I think it would be cool to have you on there, kind of kind of reverse the roles a little bit, and I'll ask you all the questions, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be honored to be the first guest. Sweet. So well, you tell me, you tell me when, and I'll be there. It'll probably be after the duct tape drags, just to get all that shit behind me, and I can relax, right. you know, and then I can focus on that kind of stuff. But yeah. Today it was just, you know, I've been kicking it around for a long time. Uh, you you've been pushing it, you know. <laughs> you should do it, and yeah, I just never really crossed over. And then, uh, you know, I was planning on coming on to your thing tonight if you were going to do it. And since you were going to be late, I was like, eh, <laughs> let me screw around. Let's see, yeah. let's see what happens. I, I honestly wasn't sure if anybody would be on, but I think we had about sixteen people on there at nice. peak. So yeah, nice. yeah, it was a good time. Good conversations. You know, it, it's just comments. I got to read the comments. So that kind of sucks because there's like a little bit of a, a delay yeah. and I'm behind, you know, start yeah. talking about a story and then it's like <laughs> 50 comments went by. You know? <laughs> so, but yeah, it's definitely a challenge with the comments. What's up, Paul? What's up, Rick? Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is like I get into talking with whoever's on screen with me or I get into just talking and uh, I forget about the chat sometimes. So yeah. I, I have to keep looking over. And then it's like when you're in the flow of things, you don't necessarily want to stop everything, right. you know. So it's like finding that, you know, that that good point to take a break and check out some comments. 
Well, I, I think that's kind of why I don't like it. You know, I think I'd prefer the like having a topic to talk about ahead of time. Yeah. You know, depending on who you're having a conversation with like it's like hey let's talk about this and then the conversation kind of go all over the place you know <laughs> yeah. but, but it's still kind of confined to those two people without any distractions you know uh you know when i went on tonight i was like and i don't know what to talk about so <laughs> like, if you guys have questions about you know me or the car ask away and you know it, it did it did have a life of its own but it's kind of like you know you're going that way and then that way and sure you know, so was it on it was on facebook i take it or no YouTube? I, I i did it on youtube oh okay cool yeah. and that was through Streamyard as well no i don't have Streamyard yet how no, did I you go did live on youtube do they have their own platform yeah really yeah yeah wow it's like a i don't know there's a button want to go live yeah i click the button <laughs> oh wow maybe, maybe yeah. i should try that <laughs> Yeah. I'm, pay- I'm paying for StreamYard. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I don't think you could do like, you know, having guests on without StreamYard. You can't do that with oh, yeah. YouTube on its own. You could only do the live stream where it's just you and then people putting comments in. You know. I- I don't know how popular uh, YouTube lives are, but I mean, I mean, aside from like the really big channels or whatever, but uh, I imagine that, I mean, 16 people just firing it up on a Friday night. Dude, those are good numbers, man. That's really good. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool because almost everybody in there, it's like I've talked to them at one point or another. Cool. whether it's through the comments or, you know, the group of guys that have their own YouTube channels and stuff and kind of the YouTube network, I guess, you know, so. Yeah, you know, I think it's something with the algorithm. I think when you go live first, I think YouTube will rank you up or at least give all your people notifications because uh, they they want you to keep doing that because they want to keep people on their platform. Like when I started doing um, the live videos and I was getting hundreds of thousands of views. I was like, how is this even possible? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I, I noticed that they started to fall off even though I used the same strategy. So I was like, all right, either people will hate me after the first video yeah. or, <laughs> or Facebook. I noticed they keep, um, sending me, uh, notices to, Oh, Hey, pay to boost your posts or whatever. And I was like, Oh, oh I'm yeah. not paying you guys anything. Yeah. Maybe they gave you some freebies up. Front <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. 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 I think so. But yeah, I've always been trying to beat the algorithm. So I will continue trying. <laughs> what I tell you what, on the, on the YouTube side, um, I've noticed like the, the subscriber subscribers have been slowly climbing. I mean, they've been steadily climbing and, uh, even, you know, when I go on YouTube and I'm searching something, if I search something Mopar related, it's like I see myself in the, uh, you know, <laughs> like being promoted or, or suggested, I guess, you know. So I'm like, huh. So what I've noticed is lately I've been posting a lot because how I make my videos for, you know, the charger build, my phone only has like so much space. I only have maybe two or three gigs to play with, you know, sure. it's there, all the other shit that's on there. So I can record maybe like an hour's worth of stuff. Well, yeah, probably at the max, you know, and uh-huh. sometimes I go over that and what I'll have to do. Cause when I, when I put it, use my editing uh, app on the phone, 
it saves it. So it's like it basically instantly doubles the size of whatever videos I have on there. So then I have to delete the videos from the normal <laughs> part, you know, and just have the videos in the app and then tweak them or whatever, do all the, the editing and stuff. And then I got to push it out there. So I'm doing this like constantly to get the shit off of my phone <laughs> so that I can record more stuff that I'm working on, you know? So I've been launching maybe two, probably on average about two videos a week. And yeah, they've been, I think they've been pushing me because of it. So. Yeah, yeah, you, you, and the rest of the guys, man, I can't keep up with all your videos. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. sitting there driving yeah. a garbage truck, listening to some of them, and I'm like, <laughs> it, it's tough because I don't want to just listen. You know, especially with yeah. your type of content on YouTube, I like, I want to watch. You know, yeah. so I, I've got that same issue. You know, it depends on what you're you're watching. Like, there's some guys I I listen to with financial stuff, and you can just listen to them like radio. So I'll yeah. play, I'll play them while I'm driving the car, but then there's stuff like, uh, you know, like car related and they're like showing like, Hey, check this out, you know, and they're, they're talking about something and you're, it's on the screen and you're like, I got to drive yeah. and you want to look, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's but. a, it's definitely a challenge. Um, Ian says, heck yeah, <laughs> let, let's go. Love you're, you. you're right. <laughs> um cody wants to know what motor is going in your charger johnny it, it's a 440 yes it is yeah um so uh, give us an update on for those of you that are behind um johnny's going to give us uh, an update on the charger that he's getting ready for the drags the duct tape drags or yes. the zip tie drags i get them confused all the time it's duct tape right it's duct tape. It used okay. to be zip tie drags. Okay. And then uh, I think when the COVID stuff hit, because um, I think, uh, what is it, Motor Trend? Mm. Motor Trend actually sponsored it at the, as the zip tie drags. And then they killed it. And then the track itself, I think Tucson is putting on the duct tape drags with Freiburger's promotion of it. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. So uh, it's the duct tape drags. So where I'm at, sorry, I think some my son might have been sneaking in or something. Oh, no worries, man. Over. <laughs> um, so the car is it's it's a ton of work, man. Sure. Uh, to be honest with you, it's been a ton of money too. I've, I've probably <laughs> I was roughly going through all of the expenses, and I don't think it's capturing everything. But I'm probably about fifteen grand deep into the car right now. Um, Woo! yeah Woo. it happens like that man yeah see folks you. It, you can get a charger for cheap yeah <laughs> that doesn't mean building it's going to be cheap no yeah that's no. a you know that's a testament to uh you know when you want to get something on the road man that's yeah and it, it cool. depends how you build it too you know i'm trying mm -hmm. to it the car is I, how would you say it it's like it's got a couple of extremes because there are some things I'm trying to I'm trying to make it a hot rod. So there's I'm spending some big dollars on some things and then I'm trying to keep it as cheap as possible on other things, you know. So you might like like for example, just off the top of my head, I, I put I'm I'm working on the suspension right now and I just put the struts in it. I reused the strut bars. You know, one of them was bent. Luckily I've got spare parts and stuff, so I put used ones on it. On my mom's car, I put brand new ones, which are like bigger and thicker and more yeah. stout and stuff, but they they cost more. They cost money, you know. Sure. So I'm trying to keep it cheap that way. But then 
stuff like I bought the tour converter. It was like 600 bucks from uh, dynamic uh, Frank Lupo dynamic converter, which is, I have it in my cornet and it's, I love that converter cause it's, it's got a, a high flash or a high stall, but I don't, I don't know how they do it, but, uh, it, it actually, like if you're just driving it normal, it doesn't slip like a typical high stall converter. It actually hmm. engage, engages at a lower RPM. I want to say it's like three or 400 RPM below its flash point. You can drive it around. The car will engage. So it's more streetable. Cool. Yeah. So th- that was a big expense. Um, the, the hood, I probably didn't have to buy it, but I kept the intake that I, I got with the 440 from Robert and it's a big tall intake and it won't clear the stock hood. So I'm either going to have to roll no hood. I went ahead and ponied up for, a, I think it was 1100 bucks for a six pack glass hood from AAR, but it looks badass. but it was expensive. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, another big expense, which was kind of a freaking, big ass fail was the TTI headers. You know, I ponied up three, 1300 bucks for those with the expectation that they would just fit the car. And I, you know, I wouldn't have any issues Yeah, and I had all kinds of issues. So, you know, that was a fiasco, but, uh, so where the car is at the motor, the trans is in the car, converter headers pan. I mean, I'm, I'm working on the suspension right now, putting disc brakes up front. I still have to put the disc brakes on the car. still have to finish the brakes. Um, I still have to go through the whole rear end, like brakes, brake lines. I want to swap the third member out for a 355 Sure Grip. You know, um, I did get wheels and tires, so I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to get the car down on its wheels and tires just to have like a look, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you know how awesome. that is. It helps, uh, helps motivate you to, to, to finish it. So but, are you just going to run street tires when you get to the track? So check this out. I kind of did a compromise. <laughs> so first I had, uh, so I had a 25 year anniversary at work. I was given 600 bucks for it. You could spend on buying a bunch of bullshit online or you can get like, a. uh, gift cards. So I got Amazon gift cards. So I bought, I bought some American racing wheel torque thrusts polished for the nice. front and I bought some BFGs. So that's all street. So six inch wide <clears throat> BFG t- street tires. I think they're uh 195s or something like that. 60s or 65s. Uh, okay. So it's all business up front. And then for the back, my buddy, Jason, uh, long story short, he gave me that twister. I basically gave it back to him and he kicked me 500 bucks. You know, I told him he didn't have to pay me anything, but sure. he kicked me 500 bucks. So that went towards the rear wheels and tires. So I bought eight inch torque thrust for the back and I bought slicks for it. Nice. So business up front party in the back, nice. right? So hey, you're, are you, you're driving that thing out there? Or you're trailering it. I'm going to trailer the car. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's like, don't get crazy, Johnny. Oh, slicks dude. all the way to Arizona. <laughs> no, I honestly, Chris, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like I, my goal is kind of, I'm, I'm throttling back the goal. I just want the car to be on wheels. Like number one, to be able to roll it around. Number two, I'd like to have it have brakes, you know, more sure. importantly than, than anything else. If, if that's yeah. as far as I can get, I could trailer the car there and then I'm just going to throw 
you know, the, the Batman signal up for everybody like, Hey, I'm here at the track, but I need help. You guys need to help me push this car from, you know, from where I'm at to, uh, where general mayhem is. And hopefully, hopefully they'll allow us to park the car next to general mayhem. That's what I, that's my goal. That's what I'm hoping for more than they, anything else. You know, they better. If it wasn't for you, Johnny, they wouldn't have a general mayhem. That's right. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Give me um, my car back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see in the chat, Steve said he saw me at the dream builders car show. Yeah. Um, uh, your buddy, Steve, Steve, uh, puts on a hell of a show. I love that show, especially like it's one of my favorite local shows. So tell them good job for me. Um, Ian wants you to talk a little bit more about the problems you had with the TTI headers. Now I do want to say that Johnny has some videos on that. So go check out Johnny Mopar's YouTube channel and uh, watch the videos, but give us a quick little rundown, like a little, uh, not uh, no spoiler alerts, but uh, yeah. let us know what happened, Johnny. So basically I got, you know, I load, I load my drivetrains in from the bottom. I, it's the easiest way to go if you're putting new suspension and brakes on a car anyways. So I got the drivetrain in from the bottom. Um, I have brackets and stuff that I have to remove, so I can't tighten the headers. But long story short, we got the drivetrain in. I tighten the headers. You know, I'm, I put the upper control arms in the car. I start putting the, the driver's side lower control arm in, which I forgot to put the struts in first. But mm. anyway, you know, I get the, the torsion bar in. Everything's cool on the driver's side. I go to the passenger side. And, and I had, when I had put the drivetrain in the car, brought the body down over the, to the K-member, right? Over the drivetrain. I thought the, the torsion bar looked really like it was going to be in the path of the header. Um, but I thought, well, you know, maybe I'm just seeing things. Maybe it'll be different when I put the control arm in. So I put the control arm in. I go to slide the torsion bar forward and it's off. I mean, it's off easily an inch. Like it will not go into the pocket of the lower control arm, the hex. So I'm like, just, you know, I'm already pretty stressed and uh tired and <laughs> i'm already thinking i'm not gonna make it this was a super gut punch you know it just it just kind of killed the all the mojo i had left you know and it was yeah. just like are you kidding me you know here i gotta pull you know what do i what do i do i'm in the final hour there's no there is no time for them to build me a new header you know maybe they got a header laying around i i don't know like i didn't know what i was gonna do um i tried just crawling under the car and trying to push it with my foot to try to bend the, 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 the header over and I couldn't get it to move. So I shot an email that night, long story short, they called me. Uh, I talked to Sam who I think is the owner. They were good. They're good guys. You know, I mean, they're good people. He, they're trying to help me out. He told me, yeah, sometimes he goes, he had, cause I asked, is this, have you guys seen this before? Like what, what the F, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we've seen it before. Um, it's usually like, like Hemi cars, they don't have any space and it's like something, you know, something will just be touching just a mm -hmm. little bit and you just got to give it a little tweak. And I'm like, this thing is not a little tweak. I got to move it like an inch, you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, just pull the header off. Because I live in Wildemar, Corona is where uh, TTI is. He says, pull the header off and bring it to us. And we'll, we have a jig, we'll put it on and we'll bend it for you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, he said, well, 
does this jig consist of a torsion bar, you know, frame rail, uh, 40 yeah. <laughs> like i don't want to i don't want to bring this header to you you tweak it and then i gotta go home and find out it still doesn't fit and come back for another tweak you know yeah yeah and he's, he said no and i'm like shit i go was well, this something i could do on my own and he goes yeah if you get a pipe that or a bar that's like eight feet long stick it in the collector he said wrap it with a rag uh and then give it a pull you know and you can you can usually bend it to get it to to fit so i'm like all right so I had a, a bar that my father-in-law had left here and I wrapped it and I was, I pushed on the, on the header towards the engine. I needed to pull it down too, but, um, I can't, the bar is like hitting the ground, you know, so I can't, oh, I, can't I don't have enough space to pull it down far enough. So then I had, I put a crowbar. Well, let me back up. So after I, I pushed the header over, I, I got enough room to get the torsion bar into the lower control arm. Then I put a crowbar between the torsion bar and the collector to pry it like this. Um, but with all my might, it wasn't doing anything. So I put a jack underneath it to, to basically pull it down. Yeah. And I got it to move enough where it's like there was a sliver of space between the torsion bar and the header, but at least everything's in, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I can move on with building the rest of the car. Um, it did, it did bend my, my pry bar. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I did. Yeah. yeah There's some serious force involved. There. Wow. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. So, but it's uh, in, it, it is in and I can move on, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna, I talked to my buddy, Dennis, he's got a lift. When I get the car done, I'm going to take it to borrow his lift and then we could get on underneath it to be able to pull down without hitting the ground and yeah. try to get a little more space between the bar and the, uh, or the torsion bar and the header. So it's just, but, I, I'm, I'm not trying to talk shit, but come on, <laughs> you know, 1300 yeah. bucks. I better be able to bolt that sucker up and not have to, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? That's why uh, I bought them. I yeah. Mean, you're not cheap. No, you know, I've bought them before. I put them on my 68 Cornet. They fit like a glove. Uh, so since I posted that video, a lot of people have reached out to me, made comments that, uh, you know, I've heard, I've heard everything, you know, um, so a lot of people say I bought them and they fit like a glove. No problem. I'm like, yeah, me too. That's, That's why I bought them again. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people say they've had the same, the exact same issue as well. So you know, I think there's something in their process. They don't, when I talked to Sam, he was adamant that, oh, every header is exactly the same. And he was saying that there's differences from one car to the next. You know, when you put one part, like, let's say, let's say the idler arm, you know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. You buy one brand of idler arm versus another brand of idler arm. Maybe one of them hits the header and the other one doesn't, you know, yeah. uh, certainly a possibility or the cars the cars themselves there's variation but an inch <laughs> not an inch yeah that not is insane i'm sitting there like yeah i totally agree with you johnny but an inch yeah there that wow. is crazy that's crazy i i so i mean they were cool and they were receptive and you know i talked to them i i got the car tweaked and or the header tweaked enough to get the bar in so i i emailed them the next day so I, I did like, there's two videos. One video 
was I, I was filming the lower control arm video and and that's when all this shit happened. So it's the raw video and I hadn't released it yet. Mm. So I did a separate video of me fixing the header, you know, was, I was more calmed down by then. It was the next day <laughs> <laughs> I'd already talked to them and I sent them a link to that video just to say, Hey, you know, this is what I went through. Um, you know, I, I, I think you guys should, look at your process, look at your jig, you know, check, check the lot history record. Did maybe the jig used for my header was for a different car. You know, like the left header was for a charger, but the right or B body, the right header was for something else, you know, and that's why it's yeah screwed up. Uh, but they haven't responded to that. I don't think they will. I mean, I basically told them it's fixed. I'm good, but um, yeah, whatever. That's, that's on them. They have the right to do that. I think if they keep, if they keep making headers like this and people keep having issues. And like, I think I said this already, there's a lot of people that reached out to me and said that they had the exact same thing happen. So it's not, I'm not a single occurrence here, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, but if it, if that keeps happening, they're going to, they're going to lose their reputation and you know, people are going to not buy their headers. So I like your, I like what you said about having a kind of like a mock-up of a B body you know, with the big block yeah. frame rails and all that stuff. So they can just put it up there, make sure it's good, send it out. You yeah. know what I mean? I, that's a, that's a great investment for them to make so that they don't have to deal with these future customer service issues that they're having. Well, and um, here's the thing. They actually have that. They, so, <laughs> cause I, I've seen them at the car shows and mm-hmm. they have like frame rails laid out with, you know, I don't, sometimes they're cast iron motors. Sometimes they're yeah. uh, styrofoam or whatever, or foam motors or whatever, Yeah. but and their headers are mounted on there. So you could see them. Um, and he was saying he's got that stuff, but he doesn't have access to it. So I don't know if it was mm. like in storage or whatever, but you know, from putting my engineer hat on, if, if I was them, I would care. I'd watch the video. I didn't tell him about the raw video that I released later. But if I, as a manufacturer, saw that, I would be like, holy shit. You know, this, this is what people are really going to go through. You know, this is their, your reaction. It's going to be, that was my raw, honest reaction. I'm dropping mm-hmm. F-bombs. I'm pissed. You know, if people go through that kind of agony after dropping $1,300 on your product, you know, they're not going to buy from you anymore. So you need to fix it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think even if they're, they got a jig and it's not quite the frame rail and everything like you could, you could rig up a bar that's going to lay in the path of where the torsion bar would be like, you know, boom, let's Mm -hmm. set this in here. Oh, it's hitting. Oh, we got a problem with this set of headers. Oh, it clears. Okay. This one's good. Pass, you know, like some sort of quality check before it goes out the door. They really need to, because it's not the, it's not the days where you only had to worry about the word of mouth at car shows and stuff. Cause now you have the internet and you can reach thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands, millions of people, yeah. you know, cause all it's going to take is somebody to, <laughs> to go into YouTube, the biggest search engine in the world and yeah. type in TTI header install. And there's Johnny Mopart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. They need to, they need to, if I was TTI, and you're my friend, but I still, I would, especially if I find out the guy's making videos, I'm like, all right, this, we yeah. got to make it right for this guy because that, now we have, it's kind of like if a newspaper fucks up, they're never going to put 
hey, this we screwed up. This is our redaction on yeah. the front page. It's always going to yeah. be in the back page. Yeah. So it's like, this is their chance to reach out and say, hey, Johnny Mopar, here's some free headers. <laughs> Try this yeah. again. And yeah. then Johnny Mopar can do a video. We're like, hey, I got a, they sent me a set of headers in good faith. And these ones right. work perfectly for your next project or something. Right. I don't know. That's what that's what I would do because I, I don't want that type of a reputation out there. Right. Now, you know, I mean, I if, if I'm them, you know, even if they didn't want to give me headers, like, I'm okay with that. Sure. Like, tell me what went wrong. Like, mm-hmm. like, let's work with, let's try to figure out what went wrong. Like, I'm totally, hey, my door is open. If those guys wanted to come to my house and look at the charger and see how close it is and, and you've got the video, that's why I wanted to record it too. It's mm-hmm. like, because after I bend it, it doesn't look so bad now, you know, yeah. but in the video, you could clearly see how far off it is and you can see the frustration I went through. So, you know, I think you would ask yourself, how can we make sure this doesn't happen again? I'm more than willing you know, if, if they came back and said, hey, hey, Johnny, we saw what happened where we feel really bad about it. Uh, this we implemented this change in our process to ensure this never happens to anybody again. I would totally share that. I would totally, yeah. you know, you know, do a video on it. So all those guys that see the other video can see that like, hey, OK, that I don't have to worry about it anymore. TTI took care of it. We're not going to mm-hmm. have that issue anymore. But if you do see that video, you're going to, and I, it's, you know, I'm still a small channel, so there's not, it's not like I'm reaching thousands of people yet, but someday, and like you said, somebody searches TTI headers and that pops up, you know, if you saw that video, I've had a lot of people tell me, uh, well, I'd say probably maybe like three people or so. We're like, I was just about to pull the trigger on buying TTIs. And they're like, I'm not buying TTIs now. Who would, who would take that chance? I mean, if I saw that video, no matter what TTI's reputation is, you see that video. It's not like I'm just seeing you at a car show and telling you like, hey, man, I had issues with these headers. They can go, yeah, whatever. You're probably full of shit or you're exaggerating or whatever. It's like, this is on video. You can look at it yourself. You can be your own judge of it. You don't have to listen to anything I say. And if you saw that video, you're going to go, why, why would I spend 1300 bucks and go through that shit? Like I'd rather buy some Doug headers that, yeah, you know, yeah, shit. I'd go buy some headers that didn't fit and just beat the hell out of them for a couple hundred bucks. You right. know what I mean? If if right. that's what you're gonna end up doing, exactly thirteen hundred bucks, and I have to modify, I have to bend them. Yeah, you know, like I could understand like a millimeter, something like that, but an inch yeah. off, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I I can't imagine the car is tweaked in any way to the point where it would be an inch off. That would be insane. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean how how. You would have it'd have to be tweaked like if it came from the factory tweak. It's like, yeah. well, we'd have to tweak the car and the K member because these are two yeah. separate pieces that join yeah. the torsion bar. You know, yeah. it's, it's not it's not the car, dude. It's no. not. Yeah, they're sloppy. Maybe, maybe they're a quarter they could be even a quarter inch off, you know, and it's like for in most cases it probably still work, but no, dude, that header was way off. That I couldn't get the torsion bar in at all. And I'm like, wow, you know, how, how do, how do I, what are my choices here? I was literally, you know, my first thought was there's not going to, no matter what they do to try to rectify it, if they built me a new header or try to fix this one or whatever, it's like, I don't have enough time. I was going to pull the header off and put a shitty header, an old header I have laying around on the car just to get to the duct tape drag. So when you 
the hood popped, you're going to see this nice, beautiful bitchin ceramic coated header on one side <laughs> and this like half rusty, oh, yeah. shit, you know, <laughs> one and seven eighths tube header on this side. Uh, that, yeah. that would have been rough. I'm glad you got it figured out. It should have never came to that, but at least it's, yeah. it's, it's taken care of and you can take it over to Dennis's place, throw it on the yeah. lift and fix it. Uh, get a little bit, yeah. get a little bit more clearance, but yeah. uh, I'm happy to hear that you're coming along and it sounds like you're going to, you're going to make the duct tape drags, dude. I knock on wood. Um, oh, I'm going, and, I've already yeah. spent money to be there. So I'm going to be there and I hope the car is going to be there. I don't know if it'll run or not, but I will, I will fly down there and help you push that son of a bitch. I will. All right. We'll, we're good. pushing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We got a couple more guests in the chat. We're going to bring them on here. Ian 440 and our buddy Irvin. Let's bring him on here. What's up, guys? What's going on, gentlemen? What's happening? Just hanging out, talking Mopars. What's going on, Ian? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then Irvin, um, you can follow us too. Real quick, I instantly know what happened last episode. Whenever the guy with the Challenger was trying to join, yeah, he had that intense feedback in the background. It's because when you join here, but you're already joined on Facebook, it does a double. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think I, about that. I, I, I figured out that out quick and k- killed the Facebook live because that that's instantly what that was. So I see. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank tell you for him, that. Tell him next time because that's exactly what that is. Interesting. Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. It was one of those things where you're in the moment and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, I don't, I, I got to keep going. This is dead air. This is bad. Yeah, sure. That's no, why. I, yeah. I was watching. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But I, as soon as I joined this, as soon as I got on to the, to the stream, uh, stream yard mm-hmm. thing, it's two, 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 two. I knew exactly what was going on. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell him that next time. So. Yeah, it was, it was so bad. I was like, Oh God, I hated to do it to Steve, but in the audio version of the podcast, I had to cut that entire part out. I was like, ah, oh, sorry, Steve, we'll get you on. <laughs> sure, we'll get sure. you on another episode. So what's happening, man? Uh, not much. Just enjoy, uh, watching you guys, uh, chat every week. Um, um, been a Mopar guy my whole life. I, I got brought home from the hospital in a, in a 73 satellite Sebring plus. Nice. Um, nice. I've got pictures of me in the rear facing seat in the, in the passenger seat of that car. Um, you know, just been a, been a Mopar guy my whole life. All right. Hold um, on a minute. How old are you, Ian? I'm, I'm 43, 43. I didn't know they had car seats back then, man. You I know think, what? My my parents were my parents, parents were my parents were super progressive. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got brought home. No kidding. My mom is uh, my mom's been one of she's a school teacher. She's been one of those progressive people her whole life. I got brought home in nineteen seventy eight in a car seat, and I guarantee I'm probably one of the only ones that did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a, there's a picture of me being brought home in, in that car. You can see, you know how a um, you know how a satellite Sebring Plus has the red, white, and blue arrow uh, emblems, yeah. right? That's on the door panel, and I'm I'm in the seat in the front <laughs> seat with that with that right behind me. That's one of my favorite pictures that I have. That's it's awesome. cool. Right on, man. What do you yeah. got now? What do you got now for Mopar? Uh, uh, do you want to start by a year or or? favorite or what i don't know because i got a bunch all right let's go oldest oldest to newest all right oldest is the first car i ever bought i was 13 years old i went to an auction i bought a 1950 desoto 
nice. uh, that had the rear window shot out with a BB gun. <laughs> I was 12 or 13 years old. I bought it for $50. Nice. Oh, Johnny, you got some competition, buddy. <laughs> That's my first Mopar. <laughs> nice. Uh, since then, there's a well, – uh, well, we have to go backwards. One, there's a 48 Power Wagon. Cool. There's a 56 wow. DeSoto Fire Dome. Nice. There is a 58 DeSoto. Uh, and we jump – no, no. Well, yeah, yeah. We already talked about the, fire, the other DeSoto. So we jump to – uh, 67 dart, whatever, four door Valiant, you know, it's a dart, just a slant six car, uh, 69, uh, D 200 camper special three, three nice. air conditioning truck, yeah, uh, buddy. 71 duster twister, uh, 225 slant six, but it looks okay. like 340 cars, scoops yeah. and all that and yeah. stripes and all that, <laughs> uh, 72 charger SE, um, how do I headlights all the good stuff? But it's a 318 car, you know. Okay. Uh, 73 SE Charger. Um, and then about seven Cummins Dodges. And <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on I grew up on a farm. Uh, nothing leaves. It all comes and stays. Uh, we got 75 acres of. I was going to say, I was going to say the other S word, but stuff that just comes and accumulates and, and, uh, finds a place to hide. Um, where are you from? I'm from Southern Indiana, Western Kentucky, that that area in the middle of the country. Cool. Um, I was one of the guys that posted on, on the last video. I remember the day that I was standing in front of a 444 barrel Superbird, being a, you know, like it was my dad's cousin essentially family lemon twist yellow 444 barrel automatic car never been touched all original original paint you know um bench seat uh lemon twist yellow black interior super nice car about 1992 i was about a freshman in high school probably could have bought it for at that time, fourteen thousand dollars, which was <laughs> insane. Yeah. My dad, my dad was, my dad laughed at his, <laughs> at his cousin. He was like, he's like, you've got to be out of your mind. And you know, and at the time, it was just crazy. But it, you know, I, I should have bought it. And then, you know, the next day, we went and looked at a '69 Super B, 383 four-speed car, legit, no rust, super nice. Uh, thirteen hundred bucks. Nah, we can get that truck car for five hundred bucks. Next day, we went and looked at '69 RTSE 383 four-speed AC charger. Oh wow! The pinnacle factory tan interior, like the benchmark '69 charger. <laughs> wow! As good as it gets. Couldn't get any better. <laughs> it was my dad's best friend. I could have had that car for twelve hundred dollars. Good God! Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was like, no, seriously, I will do anything that needs to happen for that car. My dad is one of those guys who's always like, ah, we'll 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 leave and we'll come back later, and then we'll get a better deal on it. You know, because I mean, honestly, he bought a lot of his stuff that way. And and when I say a lot of his stuff, I mean we have acres and acres and acres of. 
semis, antique tractors, all you know, just stuff. I mean, as far as you can see, and most of it was purchased in that in that way. Was purchased yeah. by you. You go look at it. Eh, eh, we'll come back, you know, and then you come <laughs> back the next day or or two weeks later or fucking oh, excuse me, six months later, and you get it for a fraction of what it was what what they asked for, right? That doesn't work for me. That doesn't it doesn't work for it doesn't work for Mopars. It honestly hasn't worked for Mopars this you know since I'm 43 years old. It hasn't worked for Mopars my whole life. And I've tried to explain. I tried to explain that to him. Unfortunately, he passed away last year. But I've tried. To, I tried to explain that to him. My from the time I could before I could drive. I said, Dad, you don't understand. I said the cars that you knew where we're sitting for years. We need to go buy them all. We, yeah. <laughs> we need to go buy all of them. And he was just like, yeah, we well, can do it. But, but anyway, that, you know, like that, that's that, um, that charger. That was my dream car. And, and it was his best friend. And I, it's a legitimate 69, 383, four speed air conditioning, RTSE charger. Like the, the pinnacle, like every look, I mean, I luggage rack, like every option you could get on a 69 charger, it had it. It was amazing. 1300 bucks. The guy that bought it didn't even want it. The guy, the guy that bought it, that he he bought a challenger, a pro street tubbed challenger that was a pack. He bought it as a package deal. Wow. I, I cried. I'll, I'll be honest, I <laughs> cried over that car for you. <laughs> years years <laughs> and it was you know but it is what it is i mean I've, I've got a book i could write about the cars that we passed up in the 90s whenever <laughs> this stuff was taken off i mean there was you know it was already known how much how exponential these things were going to go and i still could have bought and should have bought dozens of cars dozens sure. of cars that especially, I got. especially in your area of the country, it seems like they're still out there in fields and shit right now. <laughs> they really are. Uh, well, it, 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 it depends. And I'm not going to give up my honey holes because I still <laughs> know where a lot of cars are. But there are certain parts of the Mid-South. I'll just I'll give you that much. The Mid-South. There mm. are still parts that are unexplored and there is stuff everywhere. I'm it's sure still there. <laughs> Uh, I'll just go ahead and just be honest. West Tennessee and Arkansas. Arkansas is a mine, a gold mine. There's stuff <laughs> everywhere, but it's because it's like a wasteland. I mean, there's there's nothing in Arkansas, and I love, I've got lots of friends there, and they love being there, and God bless them. But there's stuff hidden everywhere in Arkansas. We'll have to tell Big Block to step his game up. Be like, hey man, yeah, <laughs> we've been hearing yeah. some stuff about Arkansas, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's, I'm, I'll be honest, it's there. Wow. But, uh, Anyway, that's me. I got a lot of a lot of crap. It's mostly junk, but it, you know, I'm one of those people that has more than they can probably do with. But a lot of it's really junky. I just have been enjoying the hobby for a long time, and um, I'm still part of the industry. Oops, there we go. I'm a <laughs> I'm in, in I'm in the industry. I'm a I'm a tire engineer for the company that I just put the put on oh, the company, and that's cool. Um, I you know. I just, I'm one of those people I grew up. Um, I love cars. I love anything with wheels attached to it and an engine strapped to it somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Mopars are my thing. Like I said, I got brought home in one and I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully 
go uh, go home and one at some point. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. There you go, brother. Well, thanks for joining us. Irvin is also in the house. Irvin, what's up, buddy? Long time no see. What's cracking? Can you guys hear me good? We got yeah. you. All right, cool. No, I just want to make sure I had some connection issues with my uh, earbuds um, with my phone. For some reason, I couldn't hear you guys. Oh. But, uh, man, What's I've happening? just been busy, brother. I've just <laughs> been busy working day and night, um, especially working with AutoZone. Yeah. It, it took a while. I think I mentioned it on uh, one of your uh, live podcasts. It, it took a month and two weeks for my black – my background to clear for me to start <laughs> and it, it was it was I, and it's the funny thing is when my background finally cleared uh that same well not i wouldn't say the same day but the day before i went to go apply at uh, o'reilly's and the next day they called me for an interview and i said <laughs> oh yeah sure i can come in and that same day in the afternoon uh the store manager from autozone called me and told me hey so your background cleared uh, sorry about the the lag. Will, do you still want the position? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, you guys came this close to losing me, but okay, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, man, it's uh, all that all that crap that I was talking about, that AutoZone and, and how busy it got and everything. It's no joke. <laughs> it's really no joke, man. It's, it's hectic in there. It really is. The line... It, it, it just—you <laughs> can—you can work as hard as you can. You can know your stuff, but you have customers that go in and they give you a list of parts. I'm telling you, they <laughs> give you a list of parts. I need this. I need that. Can I get this? Can I get that? Or whatever. You go out there in the back. You pull all those parts, right? You go back to the customer and you're like, okay, I got your spark plugs. I got your um, your water pump, your thermostat. I got your uh, your your serpent belt. I got everything for you. This is your total. And then as soon as they see the total, they're like, oh, Jesus. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to take this air freshener. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> you just had me go you know what i mean like i climbed the ladder just to pick your your crankshaft sensor from the very top of the shelf just so i can fall you know <laughs> down or whatever come to the counter show you the sum total of your your list for you to tell me that all you want to buy is an air freshener and some lucas um gasoline treatment like dude i swear i ate I ate all my words. Like now I understand what those people, those employee, employees, what they yeah. deal with. Sure. I, I, and, and, and you know what? It's like I told you guys, like um, before I applied for that job, I saw how crazy the understaffed they were. I saw how bad it would get in there. So I decided to just go ahead and accept the challenge and I applied. Well, now I know. Yeah. <laughs> now I know. It's no joke, bro. <laughs> So let me ask you this. So you work in a parts store and you're a mechanic. You're still a mechanic, right? This is your, this is your second job. Oh, it's a, yeah, this definitely is a second job. And I'm going to tell you this. Um, I messaged you a couple of days ago and I told you I had um, some crazy promotion um, news. Mm -hmm. So I work part-time for AutoZone and yeah. the store manager, he wants me to work full-time. Really? And I told him, the only way I will consider working full-time for AutoZone is if you guys match pay my full-time job. 
that's the only way. And you got to guarantee that I wouldn't work less than 40 hours a week. And he told me that's not a problem. Wow. And he said, my plans for you is for you to get that gray shirt. And I said, uh, you know, a gray shirt means uh, manager. Yeah. So he wants me to become a manager. And I, I swear, I looked this guy in the eye and I said, I just started, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? He said, no. He said, I, I, I can see it. He said, I'm knowledgeable on, on, you know, on a lot of parts. I know my stuff. And he noticed that I, I, I can actually um, pretty much hustle and help customers all at once. I've been going out. I've been going on my way because it's the, it's 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 like uh, I don't I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to, the words to put together. But um, working as a mechanic, I just like to help people. Mm. And working out of zone, you basically deal with customers all day. So when customers have questions, when customers need help, I'm always the one. Well, not all. I mean, I'm not saying I'm always the one, but you know, the, my first reaction is to reach out and go above and beyond and help those people. Even though I work at an auto parts store. Sure. Sometimes, I, sometimes, I mean, you should see me. I come home from work from AutoZone. My hands are still greasy and dirty because I've been working on other people's cars, working at AutoZone. <laughs> yeah. and, and my, you know, my family looks at me like, Hey, I thought you said you work at AutoZone. What are you doing? Working on cars? You're doing oil changes now. And I'm just <laughs> like, Oh, it's just that some people need help. Some people need to figure out what's going on or, or you know what's what what you know what's up with their uh, check in July and stuff like that, and I I just I like doing that. Other employees in AutoZone hate to say it, but they make up excuses. They I mean especially because of COVID, you know they'll be like, oh you know when a customer comes up and tells them, hey can you can you can you guys come check my car or whatever, and they'll be like, oh you know because of COVID we can't go out there and we can't check <laughs> it out. I'm sorry. We're sorry. And I just look at them like, uh, and I tell my boss too, I'm like, Hey, uh, permission to, you know, step outside. And they're like, yeah, go for it. If you want to, you don't have to, but go for it. And I said, yeah, well, I'll go out there and I'll help them. And as soon as I'm out there in the parking lot, everyone sees me working on, uh, on, you know, in the engine bay and everyone's like, Oh, Hey, 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 <laughs> they're just like, Hey, excuse me. And I'll be like, ah, you got a line outside. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's no way you're coming back inside without having to work on or touch like three different cars. But hey, man, it, it's I gotta say, I gotta, I got, you know, I feel like I'm repeating myself. But um, working in AutoZone, it's no joke. It really is. <laughs> I learned my lesson that way. <laughs> That's good for you, man. It sounds like there's some opportunity there, and it sounds like you're it's, a good fit for you know running the place someday, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It honestly needs to be said that the car guy needs to be a little bit more um, respectful of the auto parts store guy. Yeah. Um, there's There's been a, you know, the whole the thing that goes along with social media and all this stuff where, you know, everybody just talks crap all the time. But there is a need for the automotive enthusiast and semi don't take this the wrong way, but semi knowledgeable to knowledgeable guy to work at the local parts store. That is a necessary thing. The, the normal people who aren't car people need that guy. You know, the, the car guys, 
always are going to give him crap and they, and they need to stop. Honestly, they really do. But, but, you know, they, they take for granted the fact that the, the, the majority of people, 97% of the population has no clue what they're talking about whenever they go into a store, (laughs) and they need somebody, they need somebody who has a moderate income of any car related, anything. So to that, just I mean, help them help them go in the right direction. So and that, if somebody has a real interest and a real education and knows more than five percent of whatever you know, just random guy that's been given some videos to watch, <laughs> that makes all the difference in the world. It really does. And and those guys need all of the all of the backing from the from the rest of the car industry to really say just give them a break because man they get so much crap from the from the car guys and it's just it's unfortunate really because i've been there i the only reason i'm so sympathetic is because i worked in that when i was in college and i know what it's like to work behind the counter and know sort of what I'm talking about and then get crap from somebody from the car guy who knows more than what I'm talking about. And then sort of kind of get crap from somebody who looked up something on the internet and thinks they know what they're talking about, but it, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's tough. It's really, it really yeah, is. And, and, so, and so the O'Reilly's and the auto and the advanced auto zone guys, you know, they get stuck with a bunch of people who either a don't care or B do care, but don't know what they're talking about or, are somewhere in between or a little bit higher or lower and, but they don't get any respect whatsoever. And I really think that should, I, I honestly, I honestly think just give them a break. Just give, give them a little bit of a break. Well, I agree, I agree with everything you say. However, there are guys that work in those places that <laughs> are the reason that, you know, they have a bad reputation, or at least some of them have a bad reputation. Yeah, they're looking yeah, at thermostats for Volkswagens, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we all know that. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I go into those places, and it's like some of those guys. It's like, why are you here? Like, you just—they don't know what a wheel is or a battery is, you know. <laughs> and it's like, I—I I try to avoid them like the plague because. You know, especially dealing with our cars, they're old and a lot of stuff is obsolete and you can't find it. And it's just like, my computer doesn't go back past 1976. And it's like, <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> you know, I, those places they need, they need place, they need guys that are car guys working in there that know at least a little bit. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be like, you know, a mechanic that for the last 20 years, but you got to know some basic stuff. And and I, the places I go to, like AutoZone, or I'm sorry, uh, O'Reilly's is normally where I go to. I don't think the guy works there anymore, but uh, there was a guy in there, and he's just like that guy, that guy that knows his shit. He knows mm-hmm. everything, and it's like, you know, you're kind of hanging out down the hallway, like waiting. He's <laughs> he's talking to somebody, dealing with a customer, and you're just waiting to time it just right. So when that guy walks away, you're like, Phew! you know. <laughs> Every, everybody knows that in a small town in America, you don't base your choices on O'Reilly's versus AutoZone versus Advance. It's whichever one of those has the old dude that works that in there just because he doesn't have anything yeah. else to do. That's yeah. the one you go to. You don't go to any. You don't care about the rest about the parts. You care about the dude 
dude that's working behind the counter, 100%. Believe it or not, or, uh, we help each other out. Uh, right here where I work at on AutoZone, across the street, guess what? what uh, what's across the street? And O'Reilly's? O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's. Yep. <laughs> it's across the street. So we, we know each other's numbers. So when there's a customer that comes in and it's looking for a certain partner, we just don't have it or any other of the three or four auto zones in our area don't have it, we'll tell them, go to O'Reilly's. And they'll tell us the same thing. Well, what if O'Reilly's doesn't have it? I'll be like, I'll call and I'll double check for you. <laughs> sure enough, I call O'Reilly's. I'll be like, hey, this is Irvin. I'm calling from AutoZone on Savers. Um, damn, you should bleep that out. Uh, uh, can you do a stock check for me? And then, sure enough, they're like, "Yeah, sure. What's the uh, what's the the part or whatever?" And I'm like, "Hey, O'Reilly has it. You know, go across the street. It takes it takes you one minute. You you'd be fine." But we do help each other out, believe it or not. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, that doesn't I, happen where I live. <laughs> I I already I already know why uh, Irvin's manager. Wants to keep yeah, him around because right. he knows he knows enough to be dangerous in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> he probably saw what Irvin was doing. He's like, "Oh, so you're a mechanic too?" And he's like, "Stay." He pulled a Billy Billy Madison. He's like, "Stay here. Stay as long as you can. Don't go anywhere." <laughs> no, uh, my the store manager, especially after ha- having these uh crazy, you know, out lines out the door, he sees how. You know, I, I try hustling because I'm just trying to help as many customers as much as I can. And when I'm on one computer, I'll try helping one. And if they're taking too long or they're still trying to figure out what they want, I'll jump on the other computer. I'll be like, can I help the next person in line? And, I'll, you know, I'm trying to get them going because to me, it's like I, I don't want to spend, you know, minutes working on one uh, a, a, a someone that just wants to know what or what what the oil capacity of his car you know his car or whatever but you know I'm, I'm trying to move as fast as i can i don't know if i just started who knows i might be you know i might be this good now and then a month later i might be like oh man forget this job you know like you know yeah exactly uh i'll tell you this though i i, I had a challenge uh these this past uh i want to say monday i was closing and this customer came in and completely, completely threw me off. He came in and he said, hey, so I'm looking for a, a power steam belt. I said, what's the year of the car? He said, oh, it's a 1975 Chevrolet C10. But it has a 1989 Chevy Corvette engine in it. But that has a 1986 Pontiac Firebird power steering. And I'm just like, dude. What the <laughs> like? Yeah. How, like, I, and and I I legit looked at this guy and I said, out of all the stores, you came to this one. <laughs> I'm like, how am I supposed to find? And it it was a mess. It, I had to go out, and I'm just like, so, uh, Mom, you you built this C10. What's going on? He's like, oh, it's kind of a a little project car. And I'm just like, well, what do you need? He's like, I need this belt, but this belt's too small. Maybe you can look up this car for me. And then he held up the line, man. People were just like hating him <laughs> they were just like dude hurry up and you know pick your part and i was just like ah but i after maybe i want to say 15 minutes back there looking for a belt that he was looking for no luck and he's like ah oh, it's okay this happens all the time to me and he just walked out of the store <laughs> and i'm just like dude <laughs> uh, have you had the crotchety old mopar guy in there yet uh yeah he tried to sell me a block <laughs> <laughs> 
he tried to sell me a block. Now, I'm not going to lie. He, he went in there and tried to sell me a block because we were talking Mopar. And luckily, the the, the shop, I mean, the store wasn't uh, too busy. So I was like, oh, I can shoot the shit with this guy. And we're talking and he's like, um, I he, he was talking about, um, he was building a, a 5.7. And I was like, oh, that's crazy because I got to rebuild mine. And he's like, oh, really? What car do you drive? And I was like, oh, I drive a 07 uh, Charger RT. And he said, okay, well, I have a block for sale um, if <laughs> if you're interested. And I was just like, damn, how'd you know? And he's like, what? I'm like, I spun a rug bearing. I, I need a block. <laughs> he's like, really? Now? He's like, oh. He's like, do you have two mortar mounts? And I was like, well, let me go check. I went to go check the mortar mounts, and I brought them down. And he's like, how much are those mortar mounts? And I was just like, rang them up. And I'm like, oh, it's about a, a little over 100. And he said, well, how about um, – how much how much would you give me for that block and i just i just threw it out there i'll give you 200 bucks and he said uh well those motor mounts are, two, are about a little over 100 he said you know what 200 dollars for my block he's like do it I'll, I'll do it um take down take my number down that i mean you buy my block i can buy these motor mounts and i was just like wow <laughs> Well, my boss is right next to me. Yeah. My boss is right next to me. He's just laughing because he can't, he couldn't believe it. He's like, "Dude, you just made a deal, <laughs> like working uh, at, at AutoZone," and I was just like, "I know, right? <laughs> like, wow, the advantages that I have." <laughs> you use that employee discount to get a cheaper price on those mounts, or what? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I didn't want to hook him up that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Let's jump over to the chat really quick I here. I don't know where Johnny Mopar went, but in 1998, when I was working at Advanced Auto Parts, when I was in college the the mopar guy that you always wanted to deal with but also didn't want to deal with was named johnny mopar his name was always johnny mopar <laughs> always i i never it didn't matter if i was in small town kentucky big town kentucky it always johnny mopar he was the guy that you always wanted to talk to but you also didn't want to talk to because <laughs> he was gonna waste all of your time Every once in a while, buy a high, an expensive part, but most of the time, just waste your time. <laughs> but his name was always Johnny Mopar. Oh, how many fucking Johnny Mopars are there? Oh, there's, well, I, I know three. at least now there's three. I know at least five in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! <laughs> he knows a Johnny Mopar, or Cletus Mopar. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, shit. And they're all related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bella said, first time here so far, loving the podcast. Thanks for listening, Bella. Appreciate you. Ian, he, uh, this is, what are you saying about that hammer mod on headers? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just saying it was it was impressive. I mean, that was one of my favorite episodes of Engine Masters where they bashed the absolute crap out of TTI headers and still got relatively the same performance results and basically told us that, you know what, you can spend $600 on headers or $1,000 on headers or $200 on headers. And if you need to clearance them with a ball peen hammer, do it. It's not going to matter one bit. I thought that was very interesting. It's one, one of my absolute favorite, favorite Engine Masters episodes. I love that show for that reason. They really don't pull any punches whatsoever. Um, that was epic. Yeah, uh, I remember um, hearing about that episode, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's good to know." Because <laughs> it just sucks. Why? I, I just don't get why 
somebody would put out a product where their customer had to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I understand in situations where you're swapping in big blocks into a bodies and maybe you didn't buy the, you know, the a body, big block headers and things like that. I understand that. But like Johnny's situation that uh, and like I could deal with a centimeter off. It's like, all right, a centimeter. Yeah. Okay. That can, you know, that, that can happen, but an inch that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's nothing we- to a, Listen, anybody that subscribed to Chrysler Power Magazine or any of that stuff, all we've all been basically taught that TTI headers were the the magic, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it. And and I I've always wanted to believe it. Like I, like I the day that I restore a big dollar Mopar, that's what I wanted to put on. It was TTI headers because I was like, I have to, I can bolt these on and not have to worry about a thing. But then you hear about things like. Like Johnny Mopar's situation, and like Freiburger, Freiburger, bashed the crap out of some TTI headers, <laughs> and it, and it sucks because you're like, I I mean I believed that these you know seven hundred to thousand dollar headers were not gonna have me any issues, and I don't have to worry about it. I'm, I might as well just buy the two hundred dollar headmans and be done with, it and just smash them and be done with it. Doesn't matter. I mean. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's sort of disheartening, honestly. Yeah, yeah it, it's hard to say. Like, how common is this? I mean, is this like one percent? One percent of the headers this happens. I mean, I, I mean, there's no way to know. Even if TTI did know, they probably wouldn't share the information. And how many guys, like you know, like you said, just took a ball peen hammer to their header and made it work? just to get through it and never bothered to tell TTI they had an issue or even tell anybody else they had an issue other than their close buddies, you know? So, so the weird thing about that is I've been through enough manufacturing. Uh, I keep pointing to my hat. I, I've worked in a manufacturing industry for over 20 years. I, I, I've seen how tires get produced and tires and headers are not alike, but I've seen how, how the actual manufacturing process in a big scale uh, industry where things just go down the line, bump, 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 and that's how it gets right. made. I've seen right. how that works. And to that point, the TTI headers won't get made differently down the line. There's no nine times out of 10, there's n- even 9.9 times out of 10, they're, they're not going to get made differently. So you're not going to get a bad batch of headers. That's not going to happen. So that means that the cars are different. So something about how all that stuff goes together, you know, they work for a certain batch of cars. They work for, let's say they work for B bodies from this, you know, year to this in this spec or whatever, but they don't work in, in this specific model and this specific interest, which is very strange. And I, I know that doesn't make that, that shouldn't make sense, but it's, the reality is, is that they can't, the manufacturing variance can't be enough that it would be that far off. It, you know, I I may be wrong, but just from what I've seen, uh, go ahead. Here's my, here's my theory. I mean, cause I, we're medical devices, but we, we do manufacturing too. So I've seen some manufacturing stuff. And so I theorize what could have happened. There could be a couple of things, but I uh, I found this video. I think it was like uh, was it Hot Rodding Magazine or somebody did a video tour of TTI and they kind of walked through the process and it's pretty neat. It's pretty impressive. In fact, after seeing the video, it made me realize why Sam 
the the owner or the guy I talked to was so adamant that he or so confident that his headers are exactly the same, you know, because it looks pretty impressive. But looking at his process and looking at his jigs, I think either maybe that jig fell over. And it got bent. Something got bent. It threw. It's throwing off every header coming off of it since that. Tol- that tolerance time. is off. Yeah, because yeah, it's you know it's like on a stand and stuff. I mean, shit happens. You're in a manufacturing area. Shit can get knocked over. Uh, I don't know how many jigs he has. There, he might have five jigs for a B body. Maybe the jigs only last so long, and then they have to replace them. And when they did that, maybe maybe the header that they you know, that they made it off of, maybe they did it off of a 383 and a B body and not a, not a 440. And that difference in deck height is because I, I honestly think if, if I had a 383 in the car, it probably would clear. I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's possible it would clear. So that's a possibility. You know, the jig got damaged. Maybe they have 10 jigs or five jigs just for B body 440 applications. And it's just one of those jigs that's causing the problem. The other four are fine. That's why my 68 Coronet headers fit with no problem. That's why some people made comments saying, Hey, mine fit like a glove, you know, because maybe it's not every jig. That's an issue. You know, I can tell you the guy, somebody said maybe the operator was drunk that day (laughs) and he just, you know, put the pipes on wrong and welded it in wrong. You know, who knows? Well, I can tell you it's gotta be a widespread problem throughout the exhaust manifold manufacturing industry, just because I doubt engine masters would have done an entire episode about banging headers up if it wasn't a big issue. And we've heard about all the issues from other companies before and TTI it's, it's kind of shocking. So I I really, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, it had to have been uh, an issue with you getting the wrong uh, headers. I I think that it could very well be a low deck, a low deck exhaust manifold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Maybe I'm pretty sure I looked it up and I think it was, you know, it's basically, uh, you know, titled as it could fit 383s and 440s, which you can do. You just got to make the header longer. You got to make it for a 440. And then when it's in a 383 car, it's going to hang down lower below the car. So it can be done. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe they do make a low deck specific header versus a raised deck, and maybe I got the low deck. Um, yeah, I'd be curious because that could be something too. If the hat that header might have been built on the wrong jig, if they had some sort of lot history record leading back to my purchase, you know, it'd be nice to know. Like, oh yeah, that right side, that was for a three eighty three car. You know, sorry about that. You know, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. Now that I've lost all chances of TTI ever sponsoring this podcast. I- <laughs> <laughs> hey, hooker. I, I love my hookers. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, how much time do you have left until duct tape drags? And what else do you have left to do on that charger? So I think, uh, well, we've got the mats coming up too. So I think I have. Yes three weekends before the mats. And then I think there's one weekend between mats and Tucson. And that's because uh, the family and I are going up a week early. So we're going to vacation in Tucson. And then towards the end of the week, we'll be 
the drags that we're going to. So I have like four weekends to work on the car and any evening after work, you know, so how much left is there to do? I'm sorry. Um, I got to get the spindles on rotors, calipers, uh, the brake lines on the on the housing, get the third member changed, brakes on the rear, bleed the brakes, uh, radiator, fan belts, all that mm. kind of stuff. I still have to replace all the electrical in the car, but Jesus. I'm not sure I'm going to do that. I bought yeah. it all, but I don't know if I'm going to actually do it. I'm, You know, it was running before I ripped everything out. So I might stick with the old wiring, even though I know it's, it's been hacked, you know, it's been Mm. spliced and cut up here and there. So I don't know if I don't have enough time. Oh, and I got to put the steering column back in and I got to put seats in the car. I'm not going to get them recovered after all. I'm just going to get a, you know, pick my best seats and just clean them up and throw them in the car. Nice. But yeah, I think you still, still a lot of work. I have faith in you. I think you're going to do it. <laughs> I think, I think you'll make it, dude. I really do. Well, I appreciate no the positivity. Doubt. Yeah. Ian, what, what kind of projects you got? What's your main project right now? <laughs> I, um, honestly, I mean, that's a, that's a loaded question. I, um, <laughs> I spent, you know, I spent so much time, not to try to bring the show down or anything, but I spent so much time in 2020 and 20 early part of 2021 uh, in the hospital with my dad and, and mm. my fa- and family members and all that stuff. It's, it's been tough. It's been on it. It's been tough, but honestly, sure. just the, here, here's, here's, here's what I'll say positively. The first Mopar project that I want to get going is 48 power wagon we've got a we've got a an idea for that with a 4bt cummins um and a lot of uh just bits and pieces here and there that we want to get going um that's that's one of the big projects the other project that's mopar related but is not necessarily mopar is a 1949 diamond t semi that we want to put a we have a 93 cummins uh one uh d350 five-speed running gear um it was a it was a 93 sand cab two-wheel drive that we honestly we pulled all our goosenecks and stuff with uh it was involved in in an accident and and and, uh uh, in a rollover actually um and it's been sitting for a long time waiting for the right um project to be used for uh we have a 40 what i say 48 or 49 diamond t semi uh cab and chassis that is just sitting there uh my goal slash desire is to want to put the cab of that diamond t on that uh 93 cummins running gear and just base it's sort of like what welder up has i i I hate the idea i hate the fact that it's a car that would basically be a copy of what they've already done but it would be a really cool truck to just do all our running and and pulling and trailer tugging uh, uh, you know, stuff with it would be really cool in the in the in the in the, in the meantime. Um, so those are probably our two main goals as far as Mopar stuff goes. But as far as me personally, I need to get my twister doing. I need to get something going with that. I've got a, I've got a seventy one twister I've had since I was fourteen years old. 
I bought it for 250 bucks whenever I was uh, a kid out behind my dad's buddy's shop. I was like, hey, what's that car sitting out there that's got the hood scoops on it? And he was like, oh, it's my sister's duster, Plant 6. That'd be, that'd be a good car for you to have for your first car for high school. You know, Slant 6 car, but it looks cool. It's got hood scoops and stripes and all the cool stuff. Houndstooth interior. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, like I said, 71 Twister. It's root beer float, um, you know, burnt orange with the black stripes and houndstooth interior. It's a really cool car. Um, it's been sitting for a long time. I've had it going and driving a couple times, but realistically, the Slant 6 never really spoke to me, obviously. I mean, it's just a, um, it needs a vision. Um, I need to do something with that car. Um so uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely it's probably the Cummins trucks, which doesn't isn't very interesting to some Mopar people, but it, they will be cool and will lead to more work on other Mopars getting done. So that's probably what I need to do first is get one of the Cummins trucks going so I can use it as a actual tow vehicle. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I I love uh, Cummins swap vehicles and Cummins trucks. I think they're awesome, and I really like Diamond T semis. I think they're really cool. Um, yeah. When when uh, International came out with that Lone Star, the truck that looks like a freight train, I always thought that maybe they got a little inspiration from the Diamond T. I, I don't know, but it just kind of. I'm, I'm also a, I drive trucks for a living, and I I've always been obsessed with not only Mopars but semi trucks. So, so here, they get my so attention. Here, here, so here's your weird bit of trivia. In 1948, 49, maybe 50, the Diamond Tees and the Internationals shared the same cabs. They, oh. had, different, they had different hoods, different fenders, different yada yada, but they shared the same cabs. So you're, you, you've got a you've got a some sort of a, of a pathway going there. But yeah, that's that's really what I what I'm hoping to do is to get a that Diamond T with Cummins running gear. Honestly, it shouldn't be that hard. It just mm. needs to get done. So, cool. Yep. Well, keep us posted on that, Irvin. Where are you at with the charger, dude? Uh, <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, yeah. Now, actually, uh, how can he work on it? He's got no time. He's got no <laughs> <I know>. jobs. <laughs> no, and it, 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 it stinks because um, this week, well, tomorrow, tomorrow after work. Well, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go ahead and just put it uh, put it right here in the back. I'm going to start ripping her apart, and I'm going to try to take my sweet time with it. Uh, I, I'm rebuilding the block again. Um, okay. And, man, it's, with, this mo- with the money that I spent to get in this car, you know, back up and running, I <sighs> – Unfortunately, I think I'm gonna call it as it is. I'm a keeper. Mm. Um, I'm gonna get a challenger, but I'm gonna keep her. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this one. Sure. I, I I just I I think I think it's it's gonna come down to that. There's so many things that I want to do to this old seven charger that I could easily do to a newer challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, to to down to like the shaker. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever seen uh. 2006 to a 2010 Dodge Charger with a shaker kit on it. I didn't I, know they existed. Yeah, they make shaker kits for them? Yep. There's two companies that make them. Cervini and I believe the other one is Danko. And Danko 
uh, I believe, their shaker kit, you can use your original hood. They give you like a, um, they give you the scoop, they give you the intake, they give you everything that you that you need, and they also give you a template so you can cut your OEM hood, mm. so you can fit your shaker in there. Servini actually gives you an aftermarket fiberglass hood and i've been a big fan man i've been a big fan of the whole shaker and and believe it or not man this 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 generation charger with that shaker kit it looks pretty pretty mean um, and they're, and they're functional they're functional yeah they're, they're it's a true shaker kit yes okay of course it's not compared to obviously the 1970 <laughs> shaker sure where it's you know what i mean but it is functional it's 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 no different than the new shakers um from 2014 challenger and up um those shakers all obviously you can consider them a true shaker because they are i mean as as airs you know being forced into that scoop um it is getting fit into the intake and they do shake <laughs> not as much yeah. but they do shake i've That's seen some new, videos <laughs> Go ahead. new hemis are just smooth right they are <laughs> man they are but I, I mean you know uh i i can't even be mad because i've seen some uh okay so i've seen a new challenger i want to say i think it was a i think the, the the challenger shaker was uh reintroduced in 2014 and i think it was on the 40th anniversary um shaker i might be wrong someone correct me but um i think it was introduced in 2014 and i saw a video of review and it was a six-speed challenger and man when he went off the line he had i think he had a gopro or or something mounted on the dash and you can see it out the front windshield you can (laughs) see this you can see the shaker and every time he shifted gears man you can see that scoop just shift you know (laughs) what i mean and he and he yeah. just shifted gears, and it shipped. And, and I was just like, "Whoa, I want that!" You know, <laughs> he's going to be coming into AutoZone like, "Hey, I need a motor mount. This motor mount's broken." <laughs> <laughs> to, add, to add to add to the list of cars I should have bought two days ago, there was a 2015 Shaker Challenger six speed Tour Red car that had been wrecked a town over from me, fifty thousand miles. It needed a it needed a front valence, it needed a grill, it needed all the headlights. The hood was good, shaker was good, it needed a passenger front fender. Other than that, the car was clean, no bags popped, ten grand. I should have bought it. I didn't wow. you should no, you should have bought it. Yeah. By the time I messaged him, it was gone. Um I, yeah, it was absolute buy for sure. Damn. And I just add it to the list of all the cars I should have bought at some <laughs> point in my life. But yeah, yeah, it was a it was a super buy two days ago. Johnny, six speed shaker car. Johnny, you mentioned mats earlier, and uh, before I forget, I gotta plug that. Johnny and I are gonna be at Muscle Cars at the Strip. Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the 10th and the 11th of September. So come down, check it out. It's going to be a huge event. Um, Mopar's 5150 is going to be there, and we're going to be able to see on the 11th, they're going to be giving away, um, I think, a few project cars to combat veterans. Um, so that's going to be really cool. But the there's going to be racing, a show, and it's uh, brand versus brand crime. It's going to be Ford versus Chevy versus Mopar's. So obviously we're rooting for the Mopar's down there, but it's going to be a lot of fun there's going to be a swap meet um 
vendor alley, you know. So yeah. if if you can make it to Las Vegas on the weekend of the tenth, make it down there. Say hi to Johnny and I. We'll be there all weekend having a good time. Um, lots of content coming your way. Um, and then the weekend after that, myself and Matt Monroe from the Matt from Monroe on Big Blocks Garage podcast and Blake Anderman from DIY Hemi are going to be going to Holly's Mo Party. That's in Beach. Uh, that's at Beach Bend Raceway Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's the 17th, 18th and 19th. That's going to be another crazy event. Yes. Holly's second annual Mo Party in Bowling Green. I'm an Green. hour from there. Let's go. I, Let's go. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Holly's Mo Party. The 17th, 18th, and 19th. I'll be getting there uh, the 17th. I should be there the 17th. Okay. I, I'm going to be <coughs> sick that day, so I'll yeah. be calling into work. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I'll definitely be there uh, with those guys, and uh, we'll be getting all sorts of fun content. I talked to Blaine from Holly. And he's one of the employees there kind of organizing this event and stuff. And he told me that there's like, I forget how many more cars this year, but he said that there is a significant increase in the registration rate. He goes, it's going to be way bigger than last year. And uh, it was pretty, from what I understand, it was pretty big last year. I saw some of the event pictures and I was like, Oh, wow. So that's going to be another crazy event. So two crazy events back to back weekends. It's going to be nuts. I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, So if you're in Kentucky or an hour away from Kentucky or four hours away from Kentucky, make sure you get your, get your butts out there and check that out. And if you're even close to Las Vegas, if you're in California, Irvin, you better get out to Las Vegas. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a good time. So um, be sure to head out to those events or, you can always tune in to Talking Mopars. I'm sure Johnny Mopar is going to get some content. And then, of course, Matt Monroe and Blake are going to get some content. We're actually, uh, Blake's bringing um, his business partner, Mike, out there as well. So I have not met Mike yet. So that's going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, lots of, uh, we're closing out the summer big. And then I heard through a friend of mine that, um, SEMA is requiring masks. So that's going to be, I hate wearing masks. So that's going to piss me off if I have to be inside a convention center all week, all week long with friggin' mask on. But I I can't let that deter me. I got to go to SEMA at least once, but yeah, um, I got to go. I got to go once, check it out. So we'll see what happens there, but that's all the way in November. So you haven't been. What? No, 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 I have not been to SEMA yet. No, Uh, I was going to go last year, but it fell out. Fell out. I agree. You got to You got to go once and you got to experience all of SEMA. Once you've been, once you've been once you're, you you don't want to go. You don't, you're you're good. You're good. I hear a lot. I hear a lot about the quality of the builds because everybody's pushing to get them done. So they're not exactly the best. I don't even have so much a problem with the quality of the builds. It, I mean, there is that, obviously. It's sure. just SEMA is overkill, and it is SEMA, and it is what it is. It is, yeah. it is the it is the part of the industry that a lot of the people in the industry hate, and it is a lot <laughs> of the part of the industry that people love. Yeah, it is. It is both. It's a double-edged sword. It just is what it is. You definitely want to go. You definitely want to experience it one time. Yeah, but once you work in the industry and you've experienced it once, 
you've been there and you don't want to go again. So it is, it is what it is. That's not the first time I've heard that. So that's interesting. And next year I got to get to Carlisle and depending on what these next two events look like, um, Matt's is usually during the springtime, right around my birthday. So I wouldn't be mad if yearly I had to go to Las Vegas for that event. So we get to check it out this year, see what it's like. Um, yeah, that's, that's totally different. Matt, I mean, SEMA is, yeah, SEMA is <laughs> its own beast. It just yeah. is. It is what it is. It is its own beast. You definitely want to experience it once, and but once you work in the industry, you, you don't want to experience it twice. That's just it's just a weird. It is a weird thing. It is what it is. Johnny, you're from Southern California. You're south of uh, southwest of Las Vegas, correct? Yes. How effing hot is it? <laughs> <laughs> down there at this time in of year. Vegas? It's hot. Yeah, Where Vegas, September. Vegas. I, no, I'd imagine uh, that it's a little bit close, you know, as far as you're, what, four uh, hours away? The weather's got to be yeah. close, right? It's like no, 105, it's probably 110. Like, it's probably like 20 degrees hotter over there. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Those guys get pretty hot. I think they're like uh, – here it's been really hot. We've been pushing about 100 degrees over the last few weeks, and – I think there they're they've got to be 110, 120. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, it, 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 it gets there. hot. It, it gets really hot. I I, I went. What? I was in um, Vegas in May. It was my first time in Vegas. I loved it. By the way, <laughs> um, it was me, my girl. We went. We spent three nights there. Um, I like to gamble, <laughs> and pretty much paid off our trip. So that was good, but everywhere there is is air conditioning. So you're yeah, in the hotel, yeah. you're in the casinos. I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> but as soon as you step outside to the strip, yeah, I mean the devil himself slaps you in the face. I went yes, there. I went there in July once, and I walked outside. And I could feel the heat go into yeah. my lungs. I was like, this is, this is bad. You're breathing it in. Man, I had swamp oh, yeah. ass all week. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, going to be fun. I got to give a, a word of warning to any, you know, I say this with love, mere mortals who, who are just car people who want to go to SEMA to see the sights, right? I mean, which is... What anybody, what, what any car guy wants to do, you want to go to see him to see the sights. If you're a car guy who's in the industry of any sort, it doesn't matter what, if you're, if you work with a manufacturer or if you're a, a builder or whatever, there is so much stuff that you're getting constantly dragged to and constantly like made to be like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. Like it's not a fun, it, uh, it's not a fun experience for those people. And just, I, I just want to say for all the people that just are there to experience it, just give them a little bit of credit because it's, it's a bad week for them. And, and, and that's just all I got to say there, they are, they're, they are being the they're being as happy as they can be, I promise, because they know <laughs> that, that everybody is there to see them and all that stuff, but at the same time they are living their worst life. It you know, <laughs> Fireburger Finnegan, all those guys that you love, they're they are as 
you know which ones are the best ones because they just give their best at all times. But the podcasters, man, the it, podcasters are the best. Is that what you I, just said? Any of them, any of them. It doesn't matter if, <laughs> if they give you their best. You know that they're really good people. But if nothing else, even if they just try and and you know they're not being just give them the benefit of the doubt because it is a tough week. It really is. It <laughs> really is. I, I, I wouldn't want to be one of the celebrities that has to go to all the different booths and sign autographs and take pictures and shit. But um that would be a little tough for me because I, I just don't like that. <laughs> it's, it's hard enough. It's hard enough to work for a company that puts on a booth. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I, yeah. I I am that guy. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It is a hard week of work. Yeah, people sure. Don't, people don't. People don't understand. They don't get it. Don't I, get it. Uh, from what I understand, they're pretty strict about um, all the stuff that I want to do there, which is video and audio. So I have I have to get special clearance for all that. So I'm. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. I don't know how much they're gonna let me get. So that's gonna be a a damper on uh my plan but we'll see i gotta talk to um uh the media guy at sema to see what kind of uh what kind of leeway i get (laughs) if any at all um see what they'll let me do and what they'll let me get away with but from what i understand you got to get permission from each booth to actually video and stuff like that which i i understand and i kind of knew that that was going to be a pain in the ass but um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I, I do. I, I totally understand what you're saying, Ian, because I've heard it from many other people like, hey, go once, enjoy it once, but you will probably never want to go again. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, wow. I have to see it once, just once. That's all. I, I want to go every year, but but it's not the same. It's just not yeah. the same. The, the first time you go and just get to experience it, it's a whole different thing. If you're working, it's a totally different thing. <laughs> if you're doing both, if you're being you know, um, uh, what, you know, what you're doing, which is, is being the news, you know, what, what am I trying to say? What's, what's the word? media media? media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole different thing because for you, you don't know necessarily which booth you walk by. That's got a, a thing that's, that's being, um, you know, quarantined or whatever, whatever the word is, but, sure. um, uh, there's a lot of things that are that are being released that week that have to happen at the exact right moment, or it doesn't you know, it doesn't happen. So uh, it, it, it's crazy. My main focus is going to be in the Mopar area. I got to talk to some of the Mopar guys um, and see if they'll let me do some uh, work there because I would like to get a couple of those guys on the podcast because I have some questions I want to drill them on <laughs> about this new electric stuff coming. The fact that they're probably going to have the Hemis will still live on into the electric era from what I understand. So they're going to coexist, but for how long is still up in the air. So we'll see. I don't, I, I don't think they're willing to kill off the Hemis just yet. Embargo is the right word. And, and that will all depend on embargoes and what they're allowed to tell you. So yeah, you've got to, you've yeah. got to be, you've got to ask the right questions and you've got to do your due diligence and all that stuff. So yeah, it is, that is, that's part of the job. I've been watching this new this new YouTube channel. It's a uh, oh, it's called um, damn it, the body language panel or something like that, where these guys study body language. So they'll play like interview, like they played an interview with Joe Biden. They studied his body language and they basically said he's a lying piece of shit. I was laughing so hard. I was like, wow. So they're giving you all these tells. So now I kind of know if I ask somebody, possibly. 
a question that maybe they want to be a little bit uh they 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 don't want to give me all the information like if i ask them a straight question like hey well for example i'd be like hey are you guys ever going to release a cuda they say no i'll be able to read the body language and be like okay he wasn't bullshitting me he wasn't bullshitting but if he's like no I'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh, what was that, dude? I saw you scratch your cheek there. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Hey, um, I'm sure, I don't know if it was, it was mentioned before, but so I'm sure everyone here saw the whole reveal of Dodge pretty much announcing that they're going to work on an e-muscle vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in that video that they released on YouTube, there's a logo that they showed and Everyone in the comment section was pretty much talking about that logo. They were saying that it's it, it, it dates back in the 1960s. Or yeah, the Pratt's Yeah, the Pratt's yeah, There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so what's up with that? Well, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry if I interrupted. Or I mean, I, I thought this was a good segue. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what do you think is coming in in 2024? I think that's the date. I um, think. It- if you really want my honest opinion, now I thought that maybe they'd call it the Hammerhead, but I think that's too obvious. <laughs> I think that's too obvious. Uh, they don't they don't play like that, but they do. They basically tell you what they're coming out with, and uh, just based on the silhouette alone, and what I think they would do is I think they would take little bits and pieces of the most famous Dodges of that era, and put them all into one one project one vehicle like ah, i like the hideaway headlights from the first generation chargers i think they're going to do something with the grill there because if you look it kind of looks like like i could imagine the entire grill surround being illuminated with an led i could imagine something like that especially electric they're going to want to have some fancy lighting and shit um i i kind of feel like it's going to be it not a a traditional fastback but i think it's going to have that I don't want to say Mustang look, but I think it's going to have that sloping back. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, it's going to be interesting. Kinda, but It kind of looks like a Charger to me. It looks first, like an old school Charger. Yeah. yeah. Like a it's a first gen Charger. It's a first yeah. gen Charger. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. It makes sense from the word. It makes sense from the fastback. It makes sense from everything. It's a first gen Charger. Charger. It is perfect for UE vehicles. I mean, well, and it makes perfect. sense. It makes sense because ever since they came out with the new generation charger, everybody's been bitching that it's been a four door. So exactly. they, they yeah. might just go, all right, we want, uh, you know, here's your two door that you've been asking for. Exactly. So, I, I bet you it's going to be a four door. I mean, you think you so? The, I hey. think so. You look at the Tesla, Tesla's a four door and it's a swoopy car. Very similar to the charger. Ah, lines. I, don't, I don't disagree. I think it'll be, I, it might even be suicide doors, but I think it'll be, I think it will be a traditional, 66 67 charger fastback long torpedo style fastback four buckets electric car <laughs> yeah four the light the dash lighting the dude yeah. with, a, with, a, hey, with a torpedo wait. in between the two four seats like the whole mm. the whole deal like i i could see them making an absolute stunner of an electric vehicle out of a out of a first gen charger i am all for it i think it's gonna be cool as all and, so, I really do. and just look at the name charger yeah also yeah. an electric yes. car right no. 100%. Yeah. it just seems too easy though but maybe that's why they're doing it they're like yeah i agree yeah 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 it seems too easy yeah there there's something that i also want to talk about 
um, that I was going nuts when I read the article. I don't know. Is I can't I can't tell you exactly what the source is, um, but they're saying that Ford is trying to come up with a new four-door muscle car, and they've been spotted benchmarking a Hellcat, a wide-body Hellcat Dodge Charger, and they're saying that may, there's rumors. Uh, um, they're thinking about uh, bringing back the Ford Falcon. But if they're bench benchmarking the the wide body Dodge Charger Hellcat, they're trying. I mean, they're they're trying to compete with something. Um, so that's because that- they were sitting in the boardroom. They were sitting in the boardroom, and they were all like, "Well, shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Mustang SUV was a complete bust. We really fucked exactly, up. Exactly. Right? We really messed up there. They screwed the pooch on that for sure. <laughs> yep. Every time I see one, I can't. I fucking hate those things. Yeah. God, I hate them. And then I see the people that drive them, and I, I hate them even more when I see the people that drive. <laughs> oh, that's just me being a hater. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you got a point. Uh, and if they're coming up with, uh, I, I'm sure, you know, after, you know, the Mustang over the years, it's, it's, I mean, it, it looks the same. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it doesn't change. It's, it's, it has that European look now, especially with the European technology. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're, 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 they're trying to come up with something. They have to Dodge is kicking their ass period. And it, I say, it, and I'm not even being biased. Yeah. I'm not even being biased. Dodge is kicking the shit out of them. That's, you know, as far as as far as their entire lineup. Now, we can argue all day about the Mustang being lighter and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I still think Dodge. I mean, <laughs> like I had this one guy that was arguing. I, I posted a picture of my new daily driver, which is a 2018 Durango RT. And this guy said something about I'd still rather have my Cayenne turbo or whatever. He's like, all right, dipshit. <laughs> you know, like like anybody gives a shit about your Porsche around here. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just thought it was funny because I was like, it's all fun and games until one of those Durango Hellcats pulls up on you and blows your doors off. And then you can tuck your little German tail between your legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course your turbo Cayenne can beat my 2018 Durango RT with 360 horsepower. You douchebag. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that story, that story has been going around that Ford has somehow, um, you know, uh, monikered chargers you know reality and tried to monitor it what none of that it's reality ford has ford has specifically said they are they have moved past passenger sedans period there is no there is no future there for them as far as what they see um interesting and the reality is is that chrysler has a great segment for the next five plus years. They can, they can do whatever they want with the LX platform from here till the foreseeable future. As long as they want, they've got that American V8 rear wheel drive muscle segment in the challenger and the charger for as long as they want, because nobody else offers that. I mean, it's just a reality. I mean, it, it doesn't exist anywhere else. And they they've got a good thing going there, and they'll and they'll milk that for as long as they can. And uh, you know they they keep they keep you know they did the whole thing during the um, uh, during the the takeover at that Roadkill did at at um, 
Woodward, um, you know, they kept trying to throw in the commercials for, oh, well, future of Chrysler is this electric thing. It's not. It, 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 you know, it may be five years from now or whatever it is, but the future of Mopar is Hellcats and Hemis uh, in, in Chargers and Challengers and uh, Durangos and Jeeps and Hemi and pickup Ram pickups for for the next fifth, five to ten to fifteen years, as long yeah. as they can get away with it, because it is the last bastion of the the family of muscle. You know that whole thing that they're promoting right now, because they're 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 honestly they're the last they're the last um, ones to hang on to it. And honestly, I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for it because. They can they can produce one or two of the electric vehicles that they need to to survive and and continue to be that brand that that promotes muscle and power and all that stuff and 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 they will sell their cars and they'll do what they need to do. Fifteen years down the line, well, maybe we need to have another conversation. But right now, right now, you know, Mopar's still in a good place. I think they're just getting a head start on what is to potentially come with all these regulations and stuff involving the environment. I think it, I, I don't blame them at all for wanting to get ahead of the game. You know, they got the electric Jeep. They're coming out with this new muscle car. I, I think that they'll still ride the Hemi until the government says no more. I think the government's got to put a kibosh on it before Dodge kills off their cash cow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and with the Chargers, like I, I always hear complaints about the Chargers being a four door from old school guys, like everybody that lo- that is diehard old school muscle and cannot accept the new stuff. But the new yeah. guy, the Chargers, the best selling thing they got. <laughs> that went away with the first body style. Whenever the whenever the very first body style with the that forward leaning grill and all that mm. stuff. And everybody really just threw a shit fit mm. that then all went away after, after the second gen charger came out and it looked like a stealth fighter was awesome. No, that, that went away. I mean, yeah. there may be some, there may be some super old school Mopar guys that are just like four door, <laughs> but I mean, nobody cared after that first gen body style went away. I mean, I, in my opinion, I, 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 st- I still hear the rumblings and it's uh, every time it's from an old school guy and I get it. You know, the charger is meant to be a two door, but they're the same guys that anything that isn't a 68 or, or 66 to 1970, you know, three or four, they say, isn't a charger. They actually kill it at 70. They're like, oh, anything past 70 isn't a real charger, blah, blah, blah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, th- those guys you can you can't win with those guys, but they're still out there, and they're always the ones to comment on the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, let me ask you guys a question. You guys have seen the videos that I've been doing lately of, of <laughs> recording these people's cars on the side of their houses. What do you guys think? You think I, you think I'm an asshole for that or what? No, I don't think you're an asshole for it. I think no, it's kind of funny. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> do you it's do like, you understand like that I Tom? It's like they call the cops on you, like, oh, there's some guy peeping on my Mopars in my yard. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice because I try to I, I try to listen because there's certain things that I say because I know it's gonna dig underneath the nails of the trolls that I have, and they're giving me a troll food. I'm like, all right, if that's what you guys don't like. Then I know you're going to comment and it's going to rank me a little bit higher. So I'm going to say a couple <laughs> things to just get under your skin a little bit. I get a kick out of it. Some, some of them, there's a, there's a video of the blue challenger. You can almost hear me almost chuckle because I know what this is going to bring. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 
I'm the no, it's, it's I'm weird. Definitely. I'm I'm the same guy. I, I'm the guy who has all that stuff sitting around. I've got thirty acres of crap sitting around that I haven't gotten to yet, but I'm gonna I'm going to at some point. Sure. But I also am the same guy who understands that I've got thirty acres of stuff that's sitting around that I'm not gotten to yet. But I also want to say it's that dude's stuff. Leave him alone. It's his. <laughs> Is you know, it, it it is what he wants to do yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you I shot anybody it. yet, Ian? Have you uh, shot anybody? No, I've shot at people, but I've not shot anybody. <laughs> What's your address? I, I need it. I need good YouTube content. I give you. I give you. I'll give you. I'll give you the GPS coordinates. You can look at on GPS. On, on right. I won't give it. Hey, up. hey, Chris. I, I I would say this. I mean, I will say this. Um, I want to say maybe like maybe five, close to ten years ago, I was that guy who sure. would be walking and I see a car, whether it was a '67 Camaro, a 1995 Chevy Impala, even imports, or or, or a, a freaking a notchback. 5.0 Mustang, you know, I would go and of course, I want to say maybe 5, 10 years ago we didn't have the t- same technology that we have now we have phones, you know yeah. we can record, you know, so you can only imagine how harder how hard it was for me to just be going up to a car in a driveway or sit a car that's sitting out in the front of a house, just going, getting close to it, looking at it and admiring it, you know what I mean it's different then because now if you're recording it, I mean it's kind of simple if, if you know anybody could be like, oh wow, they're taking a picture of my car, or they're or they're filming my car. They must. They, it's kind of obvious that they're admiring it. But back then, they're probably like, hey, what's going on over there? Why is he walking around my car? Why is he looking yeah. inside of it or whatever? So, you know, that's why when you say like, you know, you know, you're asking us for you know opinions, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, dude, I used to be that guy. You know, I I would go, you know, and and never once has anyone had an issue with that. Not, and I'm in I'm in SoCal. I'm in Oxnard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the probably the roughest or you know <laughs> neighborhoods. You know, you can call it, call it as call it, call it like it is. But no one has had an issue. Not one person, especially since I'm not, you know, white. I'm going around and. I, they, I mean, I've had people come out and they're just like, you know, look at me like, hmm, what's going on here, you know? And I just all I gotta do is just look at them, point at the car, and just be like, <laughs> you know, like, dude, yeah. your car, and they'll come out and they'll talk, they'll talk to me about it. Exactly. I, uh, what, they'll talk to what, me about it. They, they will love to share their story. Was your first question is that for sale? Guarantee it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm telling you, question. it makes all the difference in the world. I, if people would know, just to say that for sale, man, blah, 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 you just go up and talk to somebody about something. They will tell you every single detail you ever want to know about it. I promise you. My because of all of those guys, even if it's been sitting there rotting for 20, 35, 40 years, and it is worthless and they ruined it and honestly they know they ruined it they don't want to admit it but they know they ruined it if you don't put that in front of them if you don't make that like part of the big deal and you just ask them a question about it 
man, when did you get that car? They'll tell you everything you ever want to know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. My, my question, my question is never, is it for sale? That's never the first never. question. My question, never. and it always, it always has done me great. It has always done me great. I always end up having a good conversation. And I can gauge just from the way they talk about the car, whether or not they're even considering selling it. My yep. question is, what's the story on that car? And I always make sure that they know that I know what car. Like, What's the story on that 67 Barracuda? Boom. And, and they're like, and they're like, immediately they're like, what's the, they, they think story. Okay. I've had it since I was in high school and he knows it's a 67. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's they're like, not oh, some wow. jackass. he's exactly. not some jackass. Oh. Yep. And that's why, uh, like the guy with that challenger that he tried to sell it to me for 30 grand when I had 17 grand ready, <laughs> ready. And, uh, he told me what the car was. He, he told me it wasn't a, um, it wasn't an RT, but it was a 344 speed car. And I was like, Oh, it has a 66 package. And he looked at me like, Oh, interesting. So <laughs> when we, we were talking about, it, I was like, so what's the plan for it? And he's like, I'll eventually get to it. And we ended up talking about whether or not he would be willing to sell it. Um, Cause I, I did go up to the door. I have gone to a couple of doors because some people you can see them peek through and they're just not even, they're not even opening the door. I've held up a stack of fucking cash and they opened that door real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I never, I, even if I show them a stack of cash, I always just say, hey, what's the story on the car? And if I even get an inkling that it's like the lady with the 67 Barracuda, I could tell that it was her car in high school. She loves it to death. I'm actually, <laughs> I have this idea. I, I do have, and I talked about this, I think, like quite a few podcasts ago, but I have a, a um, affiliate relationship with a company that makes car covers. So I'm working on a proposal to create some content with them as far as getting, especially with the new video content that I have of getting car covers for those cars and going, Hey, I like that car. You know, here's a car cover for it. Yeah, this is a great, and cool. I, no, I can sell them. Yeah. I can tell them how cool the car cover is and all the benefits of it. Give it to them. The company that's helping me out, gets a bonus and then I get a bonus and some cool content for it. And maybe they'll call me someday when they want to sell the car. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on that little plan. So don't tell anybody about that. Okay. <laughs> you, you need to get something like a tag on the car so that it's got your name and your number on it. So uh, 20 years from now, yeah. Ta- talking Mopars may or may not be screen printed on the car cover. Yeah, Just there saying. You go. There you go. <laughs> We're working on something. I, I hope that I hope it, goes through that would be amazing but um well where were we at here guys uh we're going we're creeping on two hours we're creeping I know on two a 340 hours. a 68 340 gts dart is that needs that cover right now it's really been in a barn for a long time four really? speed car super nice yeah mm-hmm. what what's the story ian <laughs> what's the story on <laughs> another cousin the cousin that introduced me to the cousin with the Superbird, it's that cousin. So, yeah, yeah. 68 Dart GTS, 440 or 344 speed. Uh, super slick original car. Wow. Um, it did have the um, quarter, uh, not panels, but the quarter lips cut out it had them radius in the 60s for, a, okay. for it looks like a it looks like a super stock car okay it is so sick it is just absolutely gorgeous 344 speed gts 68 uh just absolutely is gorgeous. he doing anything with it or is it just chilling oh, hanging out and sitting in a barn for my i'm 43 it's been sitting in a barn as long as i know 
Oh my as god! Long as I've been alive. See, they're still out there, dude. They they're are still, still out, out there. there. Johnny Mopar is over here, like there's so <laughs> many still out there. Yeah, Johnny's not an A body guy. I, uh, oh, that's right, hand, that's right. I have a pen right here. Hey, <laughs> Ian, three forty dart four speed. We'll be talking about that one later. No, I'm just hey, hey, Chris. What's up? Hey, read his body language. You can figure out where it is. <laughs> is it in hey. Eastern Indiana? <laughs> There's the finger. It's the yeah. finger. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this much. Southwestern Indiana. I'm writing that go. down. I'm writing that down. I'll scour Google Earth. <laughs> my buddy actually wanted to sell me a drone and at first i was like oh man no, i'm good and then i thought there's a car that i know of a 69 roadrunner it's orange with black stripes and uh my wife's dad knows the property owner that this car is at because her brother is living in the shop and he does like body work on the side or something he's got all these cars and my wife took a bunch of pictures of this thing when she went over there to visit her dad one day. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a 69 Roadrunner. What's the story on that thing? Bench car, column shift automatic, nothing crazy. But uh, it's been sitting there for a long time. And I was like, well, did you ask him what he was going to do with it? And she's like, no, we didn't really talk about that. And I was like, why the fuck did you ask? I was like, you know, I want to know that information. She's like, well, I took some pictures. And I was like, so now I'm like, I got to go over there. But the... I wish I could explain. This is not one that I can videotape from the road. It's like up a gravel driveway. Oh, no, yeah. It's it's going to be some encroaching. And I, I actually, this is how stupid I am. I actually thought maybe I'll go rent like a U-Haul truck and I'll put an orange <laughs> vest on like I'm like I'm some sort of construction worker or something. And I'll drive up there like I'm lost. I'm like, excuse me. Um, do you know how to get to uh, blah, blah, blah? And I've got the 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 high vis always lets you get away with shit. I swear <laughs> I've worn it a couple times when I'm videotaping cars. <laughs> um, but I thought that would be a good uh, a good way in. But I also thought, well, they can't shoot me. <laughs> they, can, they can shoot a drone, but it's not me. So oh, that's good. So I thought about doing like a 300 foot overhead and see if I can see because I can see the car from Google Earth. I just can't make out details, but I just need to grow some balls and uh, go up that gravel driveway is what needs to happen. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get shot on that one. All the trolls would love it. See, we told you he's going to get shot. He's yeah. lucky it wasn't my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. There's still lots of those places in the Midwest. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's places I definitely wouldn't even try I, I doing know, anything. I know, I, I know a place not ten, not even ten minutes from my house. There's a '69 Sport Satellite big block car that's sitting, and I've asked about it multiple times, and it's just not for sale. Uh, the 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 old couple that lives in the house are like, well, it's my daughter's, and she's. She moved to California in 72 and blah, blah. it's like, I'm like, so you no no chance. Well, <laughs> not, until, not until she comes back. Well, she, she's never going to come back. So I don't, I have to basically <laughs> have to wait these people out. Then come to find out just talking to these people. Cause I'm the kind of guy who has a conversation. We go into their garage. There's a 64. Four and a half convertible G Mustang V8 car sitting in the garage. You know there there's more there's more conversations to be had out there 
do your due diligence. There's lots of interesting things to be still had out there in the mid parts of this United States. Just saying. No, I, um, I totally believe it. And that's why I have set aside a special little fund so that I have the power because cash is always power. Um, you know, if that's what gets them to the door to open it, that's a good thing. I never like to start off that way, but if I see him peeking through and I got to do this, <laughs> like, Hey, <laughs> um, they'll usually open the door. Uh, I don't know if I would do these same tactics down in the South. I, I don't think I, I might have to put on white face or something and go down there and try it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I also think it depends on what kind of car you roll up in. If I rolled up in the Mr. Norm truck, they might go, Oh, what's this? You know, maybe have a little conversation there. Um, wow. I actually thought it would be a fun TV show, but uh, something tells me that motor <laughs> motor trend isn't going to come knocking here anytime soon. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to have to fund this myself, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. But uh, we've gone two hours guys. It's just, it's gosh, 1230. Thanks for joining me. Um, this was episode 99. You know, my whole goal was to get to 100,000 downloads by episode 100, and I crossed that yesterday. I am super happy about that. And tomorrow, Saturday night, we're doing episode 100. So anybody that wants to join is more than welcome to come. I'm trying to get the rest of the Molly crew of Mopars on. We'll see how that works out. Blake's a busy guy. We'll see if we can get him on. Johnny, I don't know. what You got a charger to build, so I wouldn't expect you to come. But if you want to swing by tomorrow, buddy, you can. You're more than welcome. I will try. We'll see what happens. Sounds good. Ian, Ian, do you have a social media account or anything that you want to share with people or are you a private guy? I'm pretty private. I, I, I mean, I work for in the industry, so I don't try to get too out there, but um, I actually have some social media stuff that I'm going to be produ- promoting at some point. Okay. And, and um, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, the idea came to me watching a bunch of stuff that people obviously enjoy watching on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I've got, like I said, I've got 50 plus acres of stuff. Um, a lot of content. Yeah. I have a lot <laughs> of content wow. that needs to be unearthed, so to speak. Nice. And it's cars and trucks and anything with the engine attached to it. Um, so, I actually think there's there's an opportunity there. I'm going to film most of it before I actually uh, you know promote it. But yeah, um, it you know is opportunity. So possibly in the future. But All yeah, right. keep uh, me posted, and uh, you're more than welcome to come back on and promote that when the time appreciate comes. It, man, appreciate All it, right, buddy. Irvin, what's up, buddy? Where can they find you? Uh, well, same as always in the garage. Um, <laughs> No, uh, I still got that mobile page, but I have not been active on there, so I apologize. I'm surprised that I'm still even getting new followers, and what, I'm what still is it? getting tagged. It's all, all out Mopar. On Instagram, um, right? Yeah, just on Instagram. And, okay. yeah, I apologize to whoever has been following me on there. I know I've been lacking on content or uh, shout-outs and features of other people's uh, Mopars, but uh, I appreciate all the follower, all the fault fo- of the new follows that I'm still surprised on, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Uh, all out Mopar. That's pretty much it, brother. I mean, all right. Nothing else. There you go. And Hey, 
if you see a guy in an auto zone that sounds like Irvin and looks like Irvin, it's probably Irvin. So say hi. And if his name tag says Irvin, it's probably Irvin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Johnny, Johnny and, Mopar. And if and he please says, buy hey, something. If he says, hey, go to the guy across the street with a different, a different store, trust him. Trust him. He's telling you the right thing. <laughs> let me call let me call them first and ask them if they yeah. have what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to. I mean, you have to. You can't cuz you, you I mean, that's, that's good hard. customer service. It really no, is. well, it, it I mean, it's pretty much something I wanted to mention earlier that you have no idea how many customers come in and they want parts or they they're asking for parts and we just don't have them in stock. But luckily, you know, right here in the county that I live in, there's, I want to say, maybe four other auto zones. So we have our sister stores and we can easily be like, you know, oh, hey, our system says we have one. We don't physically have it, but we can check our sister stores and they might have the part for you. And if, they, and if it says they do, we'll mm-hmm. call and double check and make sure they physically have it there. And that's what helps out you know, the customers, because they'll, they'll come in and ask for parts and everything. So, so as long as we call everyone else and tell them like, Hey, you know, can you do a stock check for us and blah, blah, blah. I mean, do you, I mean, you heard me. I, I did it with our O'Reilly's, <laughs> you know, and, and they were able to hook a brother up. <laughs> I'm about to so, go, I'm about to go to my local auto zone and be like, I already know your inner workings. I had a guy on my podcast that talked all about it. <laughs> as a matter of fact, he's a reference of mine. Go talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff, dude. Well, congratulations on the promotion. I hope everything goes good for you. Um, that'll be, uh, I'll be talking to you about parts in the future. Actually, I shouldn't say that because we have another friend that's into the parts business. So whoever can give me the better deal, we'll figure that out. Johnny Mopar, where can everybody find you? As Johnny Mopar on YouTube is probably the best place. I'm also on Facebook and I just started a Johnny Mopar's garage on Facebook as well. That's like a, Gosh, what is it? Like a group? Or not a it's, group, uh, page? It's a page? Yeah, it's a page. It's a page so that Johnny can get his content where it needs to be yeah. outside of YouTube as well. Because it's, yes. it's tough, it's tough yes. to build a following with a personal Facebook page because you're limited to 4,000 friends or like 3,999. So that's, that's why I started a Facebook page. Cause I knew that there was a limit to the amount of friends. And I figured if it ever got big enough, I'd like to get more people involved. So um, yeah. it's a good thing you did that. Uh, we'll help you grow that. So everybody that listens to this now or in the future, go find Johnny Mopar's garage on Facebook and go find Johnny Mopar on YouTube. Give his videos a like drop a comment or 10 yeah. <laughs> give a, show, show johnny mopar some love i see you're wearing a hoosier a hoosier garage shirt yes i i like that channel yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's yeah. working on a on a duster now i don't know i i've i've heard some uh rumblings of that i gotta check out his channel. it's been so long man i i've yeah there's so many videos that i gotta watch i gotta catch up on everything but shout out to adam from hoosier's garage it's a great channel uh it's one of the first videos i was able to find on youtube about restoring an old dodge van so it's been uh he does some pretty good work i've been really impressed especially with this yeah. metal work that he's done on that thing i was like oh cool yeah. so he's got some rusty floors on that duster so he's gonna be swapping some <laughs> panels on that car so Cool. If you're into, into that kind of thing or need some tips, awesome. Worth watching. 
Very good. Well, there you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, concerns, death threats, or anything else on your Mopar addicted <laughs> mind, you can leave me a voicemail at my voicemail box, 209-28-MOPAR, or you can email me, Chris, at TalkingMopars.com. That's it, guys. Thanks for joining me. Ian, thank you, sir. Irvin, thank you. And Johnny Mopar, as always, thank you very much. You guys are more than welcome to join me anytime I am on here. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Up next is episode 100. I'm super excited for it. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all very much. I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.